Hi, and welcome to the Small Business MBA. My name is Yasmin Ali. I remember when I learned to drive, the one issue that I had constantly was that I would forget to check my blind spot. I joked with my driving instructor one day that if I couldn't see it, it didn't matter, and other people should know better than to be there in the first place. Of course, we know that this is not really true and that not being aware of our blind spot on the road can be very dangerous and lead to serious consequences. Believe it or not, this is also true for our businesses where we should be on the lookout for our personal and business blind spots. What do I mean when I say blind spot? Well, the principle is based on Johari's window, a tool developed by Joseph Luft and Harrington Ingham in 1955, and is still widely used by many self-development practitioners. The basic concept is that although there are always parts of us that remain hidden, we cannot truly develop into our best selves without acknowledging that there are parts of us that we cannot see. Like we need to take our eyes off the road for a split second to ensure that there is no danger in our blind spots, we must make an effort to gain information from other sources rather than just ourselves in order to grow. This is particularly important to us as entrepreneurs. If we are honest with ourselves, we know that our businesses reflect us in many ways. It tends to also carry the same weaknesses that we have. So as an example, if I were extremely pedantic, this may annoy the people that I'm close to because it means that I would want everything to be absolutely perfect. Now, would this be a good thing for my business? Well, in many ways, this would drive excellence in the business, but it may also lead to long lead times in delivery, which would make customers unhappy and may result in a high turnover rate in staff because nobody does it quite up to standard. Now, I'm not saying that having standards is not important, but rather challenging whether perfection is a real expectation. This is where blind spots come in. In my quest for something excellent, I may well not see the issues that come with my behaviors or characteristics. I may not realize that what I see as simply a standard is actually hurting my business. I will, however, see the reactions and reciprocal behaviors of others. I may notice that there are a lot of mistakes made when I'm around as opposed to when I'm not. Or I may notice that it takes people longer to complete tasks than I expect. It would be easy to put this down to the fact that people are simply taking advantage. But the challenge this week is to look deeper at what we don't know. A blind spot is defined as, in personal development as something that other people can see in us, but that we do not see in ourselves. This can be anything from a talent to a weakness to a behavior to a characteristic. It can be either positive or negative and would often be something we have not even thought about. In the end, it's simply about feedback and again understanding that feedback is simply information given to us. In the case of blind spots, it becomes information about something, something that we were completely unaware of. So how does this affect our business? Often, we are so entrenched in the day-to-day -day aspects of the business that we forget about the bigger picture. We get so caught up in the doing that we do not see the impact that our business is having. Or we get so caught up in one aspect that we do not see the others. Much of the time, feedback from our clients speak to a blind spot that we have. When they ask for a service or product offering that we do not provide, that may speak to a blind spot that we have in our products. When they tell us something that we did not know about, either about any aspect of our business, this speaks to a blind spot in the business. So how do we deal with blind spots? The first step is to not be defensive about them. 
This tends to be easier when they speak to our positive rather than our negative traits. Evaluate whether this is indeed a pattern or whether it is in fact a once-off occurrence. Of course, you must listen openly and without prejudice to the information provided. But thereafter, what you do with it is completely up to you. If you have evidence presented to you that this is a pattern, then the next step would be to put training or processes or both into place to ensure that the feedback received becomes part of the company's operating systems. Our target as entrepreneurs should always be to try to reduce our blind spots both personally and in our businesses to ensure that we have a realistic view of ourselves and our businesses. This requires that we be present in our businesses, not just by being there, but by being in the moment. It requires that we listen to our stakeholders and try to understand their frustrations and their pain. We then do our best to build solutions that fit them, not just that we want to build. When we do this, all our stakeholders feel like an integral part of our team and like they've been heard and understood. After the break, I chat to a personal development specialist on how you can work on your blind spots in order to build your business. Join me for that. Welcome back. I'm now joined by Gianni Rick, who's going to help us unpack Johari's window and the area of blind spots. Gianni, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Okay, Johari's window, what is it? Can you explain it to me yeah. in simple terms? So I believe Johari is actually a, an African name, but the, <laughs> the name comes from Joseph Luft and Harrington Ingham, I think it is. Yeah. And the combination of the two names give us Johari's window. They were two psychologists back in 1955, actually. Yeah. Um, and they came up with this model, this tool that helped with self-awareness, okay. personal development, and interpersonal relationships and I think it was for group work at the time okay so so you mentioned windows so what are those windows okay so if you imagine a window with four panes yeah the first pane is the one where so it talks about what we know about ourselves mm -hmm. and what we don't know about ourselves yeah and then it talks about what others know and what others, others don't, don't know. know so the first pane they call the open window Okay. That's the one, obvious, not, well, I don't know, obviously, but <laughs> the one where we know stuff about ourselves and yep. other people know. So okay. in this example, you know my name, you know what I do, mm -hmm. uh, the viewers have been told that, uh, my, they can see my, my sex. Um, so there's certain mm -hmm. things that are very obvious and unknown. Okay. But that window is quite small for the viewers at the moment because they don't know anything about me yeah. and, and I don't know how much they know about you. So, <laughs> so it's a small window for them. As we get to know each other, that window, the ideal is that to have that window as big as possible. Okay. Because that builds trust, that yeah. builds relationships, yeah. and that builds self-awareness. So, so and, 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 and in a business, that, that, that trust is really the crux of, of, of just about any relationship in a business. Yeah, well, as we know, relationships are built on business. Um, the, the culture, the values of your team, your interrelation, your, your, your relationship with your team, with your suppliers, with your customers. Yeah, it's all relationship based and it's all. The problem is we don't know ourselves that well. So I, 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 think, that, I think that there are a lot of people out there who would argue with you and go, I know myself. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've known myself my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the other, then the second window is called the blind, the blind window. Okay. And that's the way we, we think we know stuff about ourselves but other people see stuff that we don't see mm. Mm. 
And we're reluctant to ask for feedback around that. So that because that's I'll come to how we change the, the windows yeah. just now. But yeah. so, so I think I know myself, but have I got spinach in my teeth? <laughs> Figuratively, sort of thing. You, yeah. uh, you need to be the mirror for me in that to tell me whether I've got spin, uh, spinach in my teeth. And of course, in personal relationships, that's, that's, the mirror is held up very strongly for us. Mm. But in business, it's not always the case. So if we take a business, for example, do we know what our clients think about our business? Yeah. yeah. So it's got, it's got the dual. It's about ourselves and our relationship with people, but also the business and its relationship with the clients. Yeah. So how dangerous is it for, for, for a business to not know what... Um, their clients truly think about them. Yeah, I mean, it's. I can't think of examples where that has caused the business to fail, but I'd reckon that if you don't know what your clients think about your business, you're on a hiding to nothing. You, you have to know how do they relate to you, not even what they know about mm. you, but how do they relate to you? Do they, you know, do they, and your product? Yeah. Um, and then you, of course, I mean, we've all, ex as entrepreneurs, we've all experienced where if I have an issue, if my relationship is strong with you, we can resolve that issue. Yeah. But if my relationship is not, I lose you as a client straight away. And, and so if I'm not aware of what's causing that or what my, what, how strong that relationship is and what's, what's building on that thing, then, it's, then it becomes a problem. So our blind spots are critical. And what I hear you say as well is the fact that um, communication is really integral um, in, in understanding that blind spot and without um, being open to the feedback that our clients are giving us based on the experiences of the business that we might not know, um, communication is always going be, to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. And we, we're, uh, my experience with our entrepreneurs is that... Um, they're reluctant to ask for, for feedback. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, a, a silly example would be when you go and do sales, you're going to get more rejections than you're going to get yeah. acceptances. But instead of taking that as a learning opportunity, mm. as a feedback opportunity, can you please tell me how I could improve my sales pitch? Could you please tell me how I could improve my services? Could mm. you? They don't ask for that. They take it as a personal rejection. Or, and, and so they never learn about themselves or about their product. And... and I think that, that in the sales arena, that's probably where this is, this is most prevalent because um, we, listen to, we listen to the no and we tend to internalize that no so much that we don't listen to the why behind the no sometimes. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. And, and sometimes that why has got nothing to do with us or even our product. Um, you know, so, I mean, I had an example today where, where one of the entrepreneurs um, you know, was told, we don't have it in our budget right now. It's going to be in the budget for next year. Please come see us again. But they took it as, uh, as an absolute, as an absolute mm. no. Um, and what's interesting to me is that they, at the time, they weren't open to, to, to listening to maybe you have a bit of an issue with rejection and that's why you're, you're feeling it so personally rather than, yeah, yeah. Rather than hearing what the client was I, actually yeah. saying. I take the no as being no to me rather than to my business or my product or my mm. offering. And so, and then worse, I internalize that I'm not good enough. Mm. And, that, and that's the end. And I don't go and sell anymore. <laughs> it's a big challenge for us personal development guides because cause that's the mindset that we have to change. Okay, so we've spoken about two quadrants. We've spoken about open and we've spoken about blind spots. Okay, the so two? the third one um, is where... We know stuff about ourselves, but we put up a facade and other people don't know that about us. Okay. And that's, that's, 
appropriate in some instances. So, mm -hmm. so obviously my, my, it's called the hidden window. My yeah. hidden window would be smaller with you and I than it would be maybe with somebody I've just met. Yeah. Because we've worked together for so yeah. long. My hidden window would be much smaller with my partner and I. Mm. However, the way we build trust is by risking sharing something about it yeah. ourselves. Letting someone into that hidden window. Yeah, communicating, if we, t if we take it to the business, communicating something about the business that, that will give the, the customer an insight into the business in some way or other that will build that relationship. Mm. Um, so, so, so the model is about sharing. Mm. And the more we share, the more that first window becomes open and the, and the other one's smaller. And it's about getting feedback, communicating, as you say, uh, both ways, the feedback and, the, and, the, and sharing something about ourselves. And I don't know how effectively business do that. They actually share what their values are. Yeah. They don't share, and even to their staff, what, what are our values? What is our culture? That, so as a business owner, did I, I'm thinking about back when I was a business owner, did I ever share what my values were? I mean, I shout and scream at them sometimes <laughs> about the things they were doing wrong without actually having shared with them why that's important to me. And sharing the why behind the business to begin with, um, I think that's something that that's something that a lot of um, entrepreneurs um, fail to communicate as well. What is the purpose behind us doing this? Yeah. And I mean, for us as 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 the entrepreneurs starting the business, it's it's obvious, you know, it's sort of it's sort of out there mm, in terms mm, of mm. you know, like I see this gap in the market and I know that you know this is where this business can go, but. Yeah, it's not important for you to know that because you must just do the work. Just do your job. You don't need to know the strategy. You don't need to know. Yeah, one of the big revelations I had with when I did my business is when I decided I was having trouble with motivating my staff. When I decided to be more transparent with, mm. with everything, including my figures, and explaining to them where the money was coming from, but more importantly, where it was going mm. and how it was going, and explaining to them how business worked and explain to how where I wanted to take the business and, and, and asking for their input into that. And that made a difference. So I, I shared my, my fears, I shared my, my vision, I shared my strategy, my values, and it made a big difference to us. We, we gelled a bit more, uh, yeah. much more, and, and yeah. Essentially, you let them into your hidden window. That's right, yeah. Okay, and the last window? The last window, is the unknown window. It's sometimes called the dark window, not because it's sinister, but because it's not in the light. Yeah. So I don't know about that stuff, and, and others obviously would not know. Well, not obviously, but others would also not know. So it's, it's un, often unconscious stuff. Okay. Often, um, yeah, just, I don't know, uh, uh, something might be, an example of that might be what, my potential maybe. I, yeah. I don't always realize my potential, and other people may not see it either. Mm. Um, just subconscious stuff. I, I remember when I was doing trauma work, what came out was the fear that I don't know how I'm going to behave in the next traumatic incident. Yeah. Even though I've had that. one, I don't know the next one how I'm going to behave. And so that was very scary for people. So that would be a, an example of, a, of, a, of an unknown. Okay. And so how do we change that? Well, we get feedback, we, 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 we look at ourselves, we, we are, the big, the big, you know, we talk about mindfulness these yes. days. The big thing is about observing yourself. Yeah. I call, it, I call it the curious observer. So I activate my curious observer. He sits here, he's benevolent, he doesn't judge me, but he, act, he sits there and, and tells me, what am I thinking? Hmm. What am I feeling? 
and how am I behaving? And then I can more easily respond rather than react. Mm. Because in that, in, that, in that unknown, I don't know how I'm going to react to stuff. So yeah. I lose my temper and I don't know really why. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you, know, you, you yeah, laugh, no, I'm yeah. sure it's happened to you. It's, I, think it's happened to, I think it's happened to all of us. Yeah. I think it's happened to every entrepreneur as well, where you know, they're in a situation and they're reacting and afterwards they're going, but why? Yeah, what, you know? what was that? You know, I overreacted. What was that about? Yeah. Did I really need to? You that, know. that may not quite have been necessary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shame, embarrassment, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What I'm hearing a lot, though, is also though, um, you know, that we need to we need to expand. Um, firstly, set our own boundaries and, and and expand our own boundaries and communicate within spaces that we're comfortable. And we need to challenge um, the our, our own comfort zone. So, I would love for you to come back and talk to us about our boundaries and communication within safe boundaries. Okay, that will be a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Thank okay. you so much, Gianni, yeah. and thank you for enlightening us about all the windows. <laughs> Opening up the open window, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. After the break, I do a wrap-up and give you some homework and assignments around how to expand your windows. Join me for that. Welcome back. We've been talking about our blind spots today, and just like it takes practice to get it right while driving and not crash the car, it takes practice in the personal development space as well. Your customer's feedback is probably the most valuable here, although you should not discount other stakeholders and even family. This week, ask some of your closest customers a question that I have often posed to you. Without using pricing, or service, what is the reason that they buy from you and would keep buying from you? Also ask them, again, without price or service being options, how you could improve your product or service offering to them. When you have this information, you have to do something with it. It does not work to simply know or understand. You have to do something real with the information, otherwise the exercise is simply academic. Business is not about the academic. It is about how we can best serve our customer with real quality and add as much value as possible. That's it from me for today. Until the next episode, goodbye. <laughs>